In the Booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw! You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think you got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? You know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. How about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Hey, here we go on a beautiful day. It is a Tuesday in Central New York. It is a basketball game day. And it is a perfect late summer, early fall kind of day in fact we're not really even in early fall anymore are we as we are almost in november but two days in a row spectacular temperatures in the mid 60s almost 70 degrees and uh folks out and about d- doing their thing here downtown tommy at the board that's he's doing his thing brian higgins is here hello boys definitely saw some uh, golf clubs out yeah. and about in the parking lot at the office number two i'm jealous there's uh the one guy there i, I came in the other day and he's I think he might have been finishing. Or, you know, pack. I said, who plays more golf than you? <laughs> and he's like, hey, sneaking out the very last uh, little bit of the season. Perfect day for it. Yeah, and uh, yesterday perfect, today very good. So uh, jealous of those that are out there. And if you've uh, brought your radio along on the driving range or the golf cart or the bag, uh, we thank you for that. And uh, hello to you. Keep your head down and uh, keep it in the short grass, especially this time of year because there's leaves falling off the trees. So if you hit it in the trees... Is that a lift, so, clean, and replace situation if you're uh, on a leaf? Well, uh, you can remove the leaves. They're, those are loose impediments. Well, but, what if uh, you're on the leaf? If you're on the leaf, you got to hang with them. Mm. Yeah, but um, it's harder to find the ball. If it's over there, maybe potentially under yeah, leaves. buried in the leaves? Right. Yeah, not, not would, good. And I can so, I can prepare that excuse in advance. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the, the leaves. It's a great shot. Softer ground over there. So... Second of two exhibitions is tonight, the uh, Orange basketball team against Carlton. Brian, you were at the first one Saturday against uh, Damon. I was not, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the difference in the two, and really looking forward to this one tonight, is that Carlton is going to come down here with an attempt to make a statement. I don't think they're going to win the game, but they're going to try like heck to win the game, and uh, they're a lot closer to midseason form than Syracuse. Yeah, they're not getting ready for their season. They are playing basketball. like They've been playing basketball games real games for legit a month and realistically longer than that their quote-unquote regular season starts on friday but they've been playing games that in some way count for them this game doesn't really count for them but this game does count for them because these are these are the games they play which is why they get to keep playing games like this because the games against syracuse they make it a game the games in the summer in august they make it a game. It's why they are always a stop on everybody's trip to Canada like the Orange did uh, six years ago. Because that, you know, if you want to really play some legit ball and you're going to Canada and you're not going, if you're going to Canada, you're trying to get a legit game when you're not doing the Italy or the whatever, when you're getting the sights and the sounds and the trips and all the other cool stuff that comes with the European trips. So Carlton does that, and then when they're done with that, they go in the national title, and that's their year. That's right. They've won 14 of the last 17 national championships in Canada which is remarkable. The Canadian tournament, yes, there's been some variation over time, but for all intents and purposes, it's eight teams. They have two major conferences. It's basically like if if in the United States we did, uh, well, and there was a time, 
and John Wooden back in his day, there were fewer teams in the tournament. You had to win your conference, et cetera. And so it's sort of like that in Canada now. But if, and we have many more teams and many more competitive teams, but if we in the States adopted their eight-team tournament, it basically would be two teams judged to be the best east of the Mississippi and west of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Then like the host team, Another at large, you know, it's like the host is in the final eight. Right. You know? You've so signed like, up to host this year. Congratulations. You may win the title. It's crazy. <laughs> so that would be like, so that's how they kind of, they kind of, uh, get it, get it to their eight. But, um, I think the defending champion might be automatically in or whatever. So that they're in on plenty, but, um, Carlton qualifies like seven yeah, times they, over they, every They're year. fine. But could you imagine if the, if on selection Sunday, Instead of it being sixty-eight teams in the field, they go okay. Well, here's the eight. It's um, well, it's Duke, Kentucky, Gonzaga, and we're having this one at Jerry World. So SMU, you're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, like, uh, right, the champions know. of like uh, the Dakota area, <laughs> right? Right. right. Uh, Got anybody from the Yukon? Yeah, right. So that's um, that's kind of how they do it. But uh, Carlton just approaches basketball differently than anybody else in Canada. They win a lot of their games by 50, and uh, as Brian pointed out, if you are one of these American teams making the tour into Canada, it's not really legit if you don't play Carleton because you're probably going to overwhelm the other teams, and Carleton, at least in terms of guard play, can hang. Uh, they will not have the size of Syracuse on the floor tonight or of your typical uh, American Division One team or power conference team, but uh, they will hang. They've got some players, and uh, I think this will uh, be a good examination for Syracuse before they move on to uh, take on Virginia next week. American teams like Syracuse are allowed to take one of those foreign tours every four years. Syracuse historically hasn't done it that often. What, three times in the last 30 yeah, years? You know, back you go back once maybe in the 90s, once maybe in the 80s, but recently well, there was that 2013 trip with Tyler Ennison Company to Montreal and Ottawa to play teams including Carleton, and there was this year's trip to Italy, so that's that's how it works here in America. In Canada, you know, Carlton hosts one of those tours every year, so they're playing those types of games. They beat Wisconsin last year or the year before. This year, they uh, they played Albany, lost close. No, they beat or, Albany. Uh, beat Albany. I'm sorry, lost to Valparaiso and beat. They lost the to Valparaiso on a buzzer beating three in overtime. Right. Yeah, so they could have you know gone three and zero. They uh, played an exhibition against Providence last year and won. <laughs> you know, so so they can go, and they've got some uh, American Division One players that have uh, come back home. They're they're better than any of the D two. Even when Syracuse plays a good D two team on a given year, they're better than any of the the D two teams. The years Lemoyne's been really good, or I mean, this Damon team, they're an NCAA tournament D two team. I'm pretty sure Carlton would whoop them if they played in a real game and. And of all the years to play, I'm like, do you want to play a Carlton team to get ready every year? Not necessarily, because sometimes you need to really use the exhibition as an exhibition to tinker. Okay. And, you know, your first couple of regular season games are easy and you know you're not going to lose and you got time to tinker and get ready. When you're opening with Virginia, you kind of got to be ready. So you might as well do something to to sharpen the knife a little bit, I guess, before the first game. because. You need to be ready next Wednesday, so you better do something that at least shows where you're at here this Wednesday. That's right, and Tuesday, whatever day. Yeah. Hey, this week Saturday is Saturday, so we should. I've know been the, off for like four days, weeks now. I know. 
so we're, we're back on it. Then Saturday is football, the Orange and uh, Boston College. We'll talk about that with Adam Terry on Thursday's show. Mike Waters to uh, go over tonight's game and talk hoops uh, on tomorrow's show. Demetrius Nichols will join us in just a bit to uh, look back at the Damon game and ahead to this one against uh, Carlton tonight. So this one, if... You know, I think it'll be more competitive than the Damon game, number one. Two, if you like three-pointers, this is the game for you. Uh, Syracuse has been shooting a lot of three-pointers, and Carlton does that too. The Orange were uh, 15 of 33 from deep in the game against Damon on Saturday night. Five went down for Elijah Hughes. See if he can back that up. And uh, as it relates to uh, Carlton, they've played some stateside exhibitions here recently, but th- those are, you know, shh. No, they didn't. They don't really happen. You can't prove they happen. <laughs> when you some of those schools, they're just scrimmages, no admission, no reporting, no media. They did not happen. So they didn't. So they didn't happen there. But they prior to that, and Carlton did not win those games. <laughs> right, right. They didn't not win them. And uh, prior to that, they had a tournament uh, in Ottawa, which they won easily. And in all those games, they. Uh, shot at least uh, 27 threes. I think it was in, over the, their average 27 three-point attempts over the course of three games. So guard-oriented team, uh, two teams with uh, lots of guards. They want to get out there and see Excel tonight, and we'll see if that uh, opens up an opportunity for the Syracuse big man. We'll talk with Demetrius Nichols about that on the show in just a moment. You're in the booth. It's brought to you by the Hoffman Sausage Company, born in Germany, raised in Syracuse. Hoffman Taste Tells. We're Back with D-Nick in just a moment on ESPN Radio. In the booth, Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. It is indeed Hoffman Sausage Company. We should have taken John and Holland Patton up on the grill. Would today not be a great day? I know that's not something you can do in a last second. But like right now, if there's a grill going on in the parking lot somebody was grilling, even if I wasn't going to eat it. Just yeah, somebody grilling out the window, I think, would be a good visual. It would just uh, add to uh, the beautiful day that it is, as uh, does visiting with our friend Demetrius Nichols in Syracuse basketball. Those are good things to do on nice days. And we head to the Burdick Toyota guest line to welcome in the uh, former Orange standout, Demetrius Nichols, who will be on the call with us tonight on the ACC Network Extra broadcast, the Orange and Carlton. That's an 8 o'clock start. I don't know if we have mentioned that yet, but a little later start. So a uh, little longer in the day here, uh, D, before we get together. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm good. How are you? It is a beautiful day. I wish I was barbecuing right now. That's right. We should have thought of that earlier. Could have had a little game day uh, grill going out here in the, the parking lot at minimum. So uh, heading into this game, we were just teeing it up uh, before the commercial break that the, the difference between the two is that Damon is coming over. They're a close division two, two team. You can't play Lemoyne every year, and and uh, this will be fun. And and Coach Beheim and Coach McDonald go back, and and uh, it's a good team, good solid team that won a lot of games last year. Carlton's coming down here to win this game. For at least sure they are. from their perspective. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I think they are going to try to come and try to compete at a high level and go back to Canada with a win. But I'm pretty sure that Coach Beheim is going to have these guys ready. So it should be a good one. I'm curious, D-Nick. We, we watched the first game, and you just never know in exhibition games if what you're seeing is a sign of what's to come, is this is what is happening against a lesser team, or has somebody arrived in a meaningful way? And I guess Robert Braswell stood out to us when we were calling the game on Saturday that Wow, I think we knew this guy had talent, but we'd never really seen it legit in a game. 
So the question is now, when do we know? Is this exhibition game all-star performance, or is this guy legit and uh, really going to be in the rotation this year? I think you really never know because anything can happen from injuries, from whatever the case may be. All you can do is hope that you can prepare your team to be successful and guys understand their roles, and hopefully you come out with a W. You know, in the exhibitions that we've joked over time, and I know the fans have picked up on it, is there's that exhibition Hall of Fame, right, mm-hmm. in the All-Star. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, James Sutherland wound up having a very ca- good career here and was a good player. Freshman yeah. exhibition, I think he had 17 I uh, thought plus he was points. a four-year like, starter. Wow, this guy. Done. My goodness. The, uh, the last time Syracuse played Carlton uh, was here in the Dome. It was the, the season following that trip to Ottawa with Tyler Ennis and them. This name the, shocked me this morning. <laughs> the, next, the next game, the leading scorers for Syracuse in the game, Caleb Joseph, 19 points, Ron Patterson, 15. And with all due respect, they they may have had decent careers, but they didn't finish at Syracuse. So uh, th- those guys moved on. And there were other you know notable performances, obviously. But we have to understand that, right, uh, Demetrius? This is a long haul, and, and uh, splashing in just one of these games does not uh, mean much more than that game in that week. Me playing for 12 years, I... I have seen a lot. I've done a lot. And I realized that some guys are preseason players and some guys are regular season players. And also, some guys are playoff players. So you really never know. Let's all hope that Robert Braswell understands that he does have the ability to play like that every night if he has confidence and focus. Obviously, he needs to get that time. But I think it all depends on your mental and obviously, if you can get your body ready for anything, now you're prepared for anything. So we'll see what happens tonight. The other side of that coin, Demetrius, is Jalen Carey has been penciled in as the starting point guard uh, for this team since the second last season ended, and you knew that Frank Howard and Tyus Battle would not be back. He didn't He didn't play great uh, on Saturday, but where, where's the road for him? Because I, I think he's going to get regardless of what happened in a one exhibition game, he's going to get a legit opportunity to hang on to this job this year. For sure. It's only one game. You move on to the next game, and that's what good players are able to do. You don't forget about what you did, but you're trying to figure out what your role is and understand what Coach Beheim wants you to do. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that Coach Beheim doesn't want to turn a ball over, and Jalen Carey had... Five turnovers last game. So if he could lower that number, he has a chance to play and play well because the team needs him. You know, he's he's young, but he's had experience from last year. So he needs to know that he's good enough to play and just take care of the ball and just have fun. You know, he's been playing basketball his whole life. Take care of the basketball, and that will give you a chance to be successful. Demetrius Nichols is our guest on the Burdick Toyota guest line. We'll have the uh, radio coverage of the Orange against Carlton tonight on TK99. Brian and Coach Sadlin uh, starting at 7.30. And uh, it'll also be on ACC Network Extra at uh, 8 o'clock tonight. About a 7.40-ish uh, pregame on uh, Q's TV if you want to do that. So as far as exhibitions, uh, we've got it covered. You know, one thing, kind of compare notes, and we never talk about this. And, and Demetrius, I know you're new to the broadcasting thing, and it's, it's been fun to to watch you embrace that and, and try to learn. Brian, we're traveling, you know, going to Florida State and some of these other places. 
we love basketball around here, mm-hmm. and the idea of treating <laughs> just kind of caught me just saying it out loud. The, the way we treat exhibitions, like these are real shows. I understand it's not going to be a packed house or anything like that at the Dome tonight, but this is taken like a serious thing. It shows you uh, how basketball is thought of around here because there's a lot of uh, programs that wouldn't even – think to publicize a game like this let alone broadcast it uh, and certainly and Demetrius, you go back to when you were playing in these exhibition games and think of how it's broken down we're breaking down how point guards turn the ball over an <laughs> exhibition game as opposed to the idea that hey these guys got out and played some basketball ain't that nice the season starts next week <laughs> you know you've been through it it just kind of tells you what it's like to be a syracuse basketball player around here for sure for sure you know turning over the ball is never good i think in any sport you know football baseball, basketball, no coach wants their players to turn over the ball because you don't get a chance to win and you don't get a chance to compete. So if, you get a, if you're able to control the ball and make less mistakes as possible, you give your, chance, you give your team a chance to be successful. And that's what you know, these guys, I'm pretty sure that they are trying to do. D, the uh, the game tonight against Carlton, you know, we we're doing our homework on them, and this is a team that would be on par with, say, a, a Colgate or maybe a little bit better. I, I was telling somebody today, if they were in the Patriot League year in and year out, they would be competitive to, to maybe winning that league, and, and they would probably com- be competitive as high as the, the Mid-American Conference level or something like that. What do you think? I think so. You know, they have a great coach, a competitive coach, we talked to him last night over the phone, and, and he's very competitive. He's won championships with the women's basketball team. So they're going to want to compete, and they're going to want to win. So, like I said, I think these guys are going to be ready to play, but both teams are preparing for the regular season. And that's what exhibition games are for, is try to get out the nicks and crannies, try to figure out what plays work, who plays well together, who's in shape, who's not in shape. So we'll see. This is a situation for Carlton that, Brian, you would know uh, watching from a distance. The UConn women's basketball team, you know, you have the buildup of the season. Then your your conference games tend to be a cakewalk, and then you've got to ramp it back up again. Gonzaga, they talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Gonzaga gets challenged. After you get through the tournament season, Thanksgiving and all that, you, you know, Gonzaga might only play in two close games the whole year until it's time for the tournament. So, uh, D, this is really for... Carlton, one of the very few close games they're going to have between now and uh, when it goes for real in their national championship tournament. Yeah, for sure. You know, they kind of dominate their conference, but who doesn't want to play Syracuse? (laughs) You know, like who doesn't want to get a chance to beat Syracuse? So I think they're going to be up for it. I think it's a good test for both teams. Like I think both teams are trying to work on some things and also – Playing against a team like Carlton is going to help Syracuse prepare for Virginia next week. Well, two weeks from now. Let's say how, it is next week, Demetrius. Yeah. How, how yeah. much more important is this game? And how much, I guess, is it a good idea that if you're going to play Carlton, that this is the year to do it? Because Virginia's next week, it's not opening with a soft landing spot. You're opening with the defending national champions. And is it more important to play a game like this that is like a legit real basketball game than it would be an easy exhibition game you're going to win by 30 and you can work on some stuff. I think it's very important because it gives guys a chance to play, the guys a chance to work on things that they want to work on. And like I said, coaches want to figure out 
what rotations, what lineups go well together. So it gives everybody a chance to stay in rhythm. And as a player, as an active player, you want to go into the regular season having confidence, feeling good about yourself. And I think that's also a big part of the exhibition games, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work towards the beginning of the season. All right, Dee. Well, uh, we appreciate your time as always. Looking forward to uh, huddling over in the Dome here in a little bit and, and watching ball, the last one that doesn't count for a little while, so there can be some tinkering and uh, we can have fun with it. And then it's just so unusual that it, <laughs> when it does start next week, it's it's not going to be with uh, Cream Puff State. This It's Virginia, and uh, we'll really know where everything stands in a few days. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. And I think it's a good test for Syracuse and Virginia because – Virginia doesn't know what they're going to do this year because they lost three of the main guys. So nobody really knows in the beginning of the season. I think game 10, game 15, or maybe game 8, whatever, you figure out what you have and what you don't have, and you just try to adjust. But I think it's going to be a good season for Syracuse basketball. Okay, they're always fun, always uh, with twists and turns and drama and excitement and and, uh, competitiveness. So we're looking forward to uh, all of that. We'll catch up with you in a few minutes, okay? All righty, sounds good. Okay, that's uh, Demetrius Nichols, who'll be on the uh, ACC Network Extra call of the game tonight, which is an 8 o'clock tip. We're going to get used to this new era, Brian, of the expanded schedule, 20 games in the ACC and on the ACC Network, and part of that is these early season conference games. I'd imagine this becomes uh, an annual thing, too. Yeah, and you know we've seen it in football to a degree. It'll continue to be a thing. Um, I think it's a big advantage to be home for that game. Oh, huge. Well, think about all the other like opening night huge games and this has started becoming a thing recently and it's been the same four teams, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, Duke. They're just basically playing an, an annual round robin and this year what are they? It's the preseason top four but that's neutral site every year and it sort of pops around from kind of all of your standard potential final four sites and the like. Well, that's neutral site so nobody has that advantage so whatever. Syracuse is home. Virginia lost their three best players. So that's tricky on them. Okay, well, the last time Virginia was in the Dome, they did this and they did that. Well, the guys that did this and that are doing this and that for paychecks right now. They made every shot. They made every shot, and they made them from some serious (laughs) distances away from the hoop. And all those guys are gone. So now the new guys got to figure it out in a true road game. I mean, talk about Tony Bennett. You're starting the season in the deep end of the pool. That's It's wild to look at from both perspectives, and... Well, doesn't it give college basketball a shot in the arm here in the first week of November when it's usually, oh, yeah, the season starts, okay, we'll ramp it up. No, Okay, we're in it. Now what? What's going on? It makes for an interesting opportunity, really, for Syracuse because, you know, Virginia— You're 1-0 in the league for a month. Yeah, you're first place for a while, and you've beaten the top-10 team, and I think that could be a boost to this group. You know, Virginia— right now probably has a more talented roster, but they've lost a ton. They're figuring it out. Syracuse had the Italy trip. It's a young group. They're trying to— to match the you know sky's limit, I think the Syracuse team could be really good down the road. But you know, are they going to be their best right at the start of the year? Well, we know Virginia's not going to be its best at the start of the year. So I think the, a great opportunity is ahead, and uh, looking forward to that one next week. So tonight is Carlton. We'll visit with Mike Waters on the show tomorrow to rehash that, and then we'll have Mike uh, early next week ahead of the Virginia game as well. Demetrius Nichols is with us on the Burdick Toyota guest line. Much more to come on the show today, including uh, more legislation 
regarding name, image, and likeness in uh, college basketball and college uh, athletics in general. So uh, as those things trickle down, the landscape of college sports could be changing. This is In the Booth, brought to you by the Hoffman Sausage Company on ESPN Radio. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait, the other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. Before we get started, I have a correction on something from yesterday's Do We Care. Nope. The coldest Crawford's middle name, and Matt, you were right, is not to ever do it. You Imagine stayed that. woke on it. You were right. <laughs> it is not. Now, I saw someone. It's like, like Walter. Edward. <laughs> well, what I saw actually was that. His first name was still the coldest, though. Is, is that actually on the. It is still the coldest. That okay. is confirmed. I saw someone put that they talked to him and they said that it was. His middle name was J A U N. Now, I don't know if it was. It, uh, Middle misspelling, name. right? His middle name. I don't know if it was a misspelling, which makes it the coldest Juan Crawford, which would still be even. That would still be pretty good. Or if it's a weird spelling for John. Or if it's just another fake news sort of uh, try to keep the storyline going here. Not going to lose a lot of sleep over it. Uh, but that was, So what it turns out is that's really more of a Chris Berman nickname than to ever do it. The middle name at least. But then the it, coldest Chris is Berman still wouldn't there. go there. He would be like the coldest beverage. The yeah. coldest beer or something he would say. Yeah. Was that a good transition into... What I'm going to next, and that's Darren Ravel. He he tweeted yesterday about the Bud Light guy who we talked about at uh, Nationals Park. Took a home run off his chest when he was double fisting some Bud Lights. Bud Light reached out to the fan and is giving him tickets to tonight's Game 6 in Houston. and As well as making a t-shirt for him to wear with Bud Light uh, logoing and stuff on it. According to Apex Marketing, Bud Light has made seven point two million off this whole situation and story. I, I'm calling major BS on that. that. That's on a you know screen time kind of thing. I've been I, very woke lately. You don't want to believe this stuff. I that, just don't know how they're possibly. The de- by the way, let, let's split, let's split some hairs. I don't think that's the definition of woke. Number one, N- number two. I, I don't know how they measure that. That's a big Ravel thing in this apex, and oh, X amount of screen time translates to whatever. I mean, Budweiser, everybody, literally every American in a you know of a certain age and whatever is aware of what Budweiser is, and what they still advertise. There's a Budweiser billboard in every stadium on the planet. Uh, so, so just stop that. Like they had some boon because of this happening. Now that being said, in the social media world and whatever. Um, they needed to capitalize, and, and I'm glad to see that they have, and they've you know kept it. Uh, they've they've played their cards appropriately. Let's put it that way to keep it in the consciousness. So it's good for everybody. I'm also going to split hairs slightly on the phrase double fisting. Having a beverage in each hand while transporting is not well. Less literally had one in each fist. That's not what I would consider double fisting. He was walking down to his. Seat. Are we sure of this? I mean, the more I think about it, he he wasn't necessarily in an aisle, was he? No, but no, I think no. He was I think he had an aisle down. seat. This guy had so primo maybe. seating, aisle seat, easy to get to the beer of which he will bought two. That and but he I had believe, them both in a standing position. So you're saying he wasn't coming back from the? No, I'm saying the home run. Now he stood up as the ball. Was I'm hit. saying the home runs coming this way. You get on your feet. The guy is holding both of his beers. Yeah, I think one Not was wifey's. I think she would have had it. Matt, I believe you're right, actually. I'm looking at the picture. There is a Bud Light salesman right behind him. Yeah, so he, he just could be him. coming off the transaction, turns yes. around, and sees a I'm home about, run. I want the look of my man's yeah. face, though, that sold him the beer. That's crazy. He's like <laughs> eating the home run. 
It's fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, is that uh, Zaire Franklin? No, uh, he looks like he doesn't bear a, a facial resemblance. Um, I, I don't think Zaire's taking mid-season beer slinging commercials. Uh, no, the, but the whole thing is uh, the whole thing is great. I'd like to believe he's double fisting, whether he is or not. No, he, in this moment he is. Yeah, double he was fisting. in the aisle. Now was okay. that the plan? Probably not. I think you're right. But in this moment, while he's taking a home yeah. run ball off the chest, he is double fisting. Now they're. I don't know if this is just a nickname that Darren. Some would Ravel, say put it on the pole. Yep, run up the yep. pole. But Darren Rovell, he in this tweet, he says, Bud Light is sending, quote, beers over baseball guy. Wouldn't he be a baseball over beers guy if he's taking the home run off no. the chest? Well, if you, work for, if you work for Budweiser and you're the one creating this message and positioning it, that's how you would you would say he didn't drop I, the I beer. I think right, he's but, perfectly, I think he's made them exactly even. He got the ball and saved the beers. So I don't think he made a choice. He made a choice to have baseball. Both. That is, that's a fantastic saved. T-shirt, though, the oh, way yeah. they did it. I mean, I hope he just gets as many of those T-shirts as he wants, and then an amount of beer, which will now, not lead to his demise. did the logo need to be chronological, you know, like, actually historically correct? Like, wouldn't you have done the logo differently with the ball, like, more kind of in his chest? Well, yeah, they even had the hand covering up the logo. You think that they well, would want yeah. those logos? I think I think the, showing off the beer or the ball off to the of course, side. It's so good, there, you don't really need to embellish. Yeah, yeah, the ball off to the side, you could get confused that that is the logo of the t-shirt. Yeah, if it was in the middle motion. of the t-shirts, t-shirt. Now it's not in this, but if he were to get, or if you guys were to get a mm-hmm. lifetime supply of something from Anheuser Busch, just one selection, what are you choosing? They have a lot, obviously. I'd have to think about that. Gotta look up the whole. Are you just sticking with the Bud Light? Sticking with the Uh, Bud Light? I believe White Claws, which I mentioned. I'll tell you, the first thing that comes to mind, which is I would really hesitate to say out loud, would I would maybe go Bud Light Lime? Don't hate me for it. Wow! No, have you tried Mm. the Bud Light Lime? I mean, because right now it's it's not really my light beer of choice. If I were to go there, I'm more of a. uh, well, go orange, drink blue, kind of guy. If you know what I mean, you got to you got to uh, look up the whole in orange, drink orange, here, right? Because they have the Bud Light Orange too. Yeah, they also um, under the InBev umbrella. Well, see, then you're widening out to a lot of things, right? Well, yeah. that's that was the hope yeah. here, no, so I, I didn't yeah. have to right, accept right, this right, as my right. prize. Right. That's uh, like, any of the Corona products are okay. Are in play? If you really if you really want to take it the other way, you can get some Natty Light. Wow, no. uh, Shock Top and the Stella. Yeah, Ooh. Stella, as they say, is you know Belgian for Budweiser. You know what's interesting? Over in Europe, uh, a few years ago, there is Budweiser that is not the same Budweiser. There's like a worldwide legal issue now between what is apparently the original Budweiser, whose logo looks almost identical, and American Budweiser. A McDonald's, McDowell situation. Different products in different countries, yeah. Well, it, except, Mac, the, except both of these things go back like 150 years. Our it's, buns have no seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you this, the Budweiser, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they figured out a, a formula that worked, Yeah, too. The, the Czech folks were on top of it. That's interesting. I'm going Stella or White Claw. Those are my top two. Okay. I'd, have, I'd have to think about that. I'd have to sleep on it. You but can those, have mine. Really? Yep. Very generous of you, Matt. I like, you got it. All right, I can get both. Now I don't have to choose... Brian, what would be your final choice? I don't think Tommy gets two lifetimes of love. (laughs) No, I just got it. I just got it. Uh, Missed out. This is a this is a heck of a choice. The the Stella's uh, a shock top is decent. I think I may go for. um, 
one of the Corona offshoots. Uh, have you ever had the uh, Modelo Special? Oh, yeah. Modelo yeah. time. It's got the little uh, gold crinkly stuff on the top of the bottle. That's right. That's it's fun. got the short, fat bottle. Yeah, the short, fat bottle. Yeah. The paper on top is fun, but it makes it a tougher time to get into the beer, which I'm not a fan of. That's never good. I don't want a longer process to get into what I'm trying to drink. Nobody likes that. You got a lifetime supply now, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there's Beggars no hurry. Can't be choosers. No, you're right. That's a there good point. There is no hurry at this point. All right, we'll move on to some football here. Andy Dalton. He has now been benched in favor of you guys might recognize this name. Ryan Finley, NC State quarterback last year. Unfortunately for Andy Dalton, this is all happening on his birthday. Today is Andy mm-hmm. Dalton's birthday. The NFL is a ruthless business. Pro sports are that nobody's taking any time to. Uh, consider that it's his birthday and uh the bengals are obviously not good so they're trying something different here and it's not like dalton is a transcendent uh quarterback at least not at this stage of his career so uh they're playing out the string and experimenting i forget who i saw this tweet from the other day it was somebody in the adam schefter collection or elias sports or espn stats and info or something to that effect andy dalton is the only quarterback in nfl history to have both started a season eight and oh and 0 and 8. Yeah, that's incredible. So Andy Dalton. Yeah. Which really averages out to pretty much where he is twice 4 and 4. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the Bengals, the Bengals, he made the playoffs a decent amount there. And their whole thing was that was it. They just couldn't. I mean, Marvin Lewis went, what was he? Was he 0 and 8 or 1 and 8 or something all the time in the playoffs? I mean, they just could not win a game. And they'd go 9 and 7 every year and make it and lose. And now it's. The back end of that is falling apart. Has any athlete ever fit their looks with their jersey in the history of sports better than Andy Dalton with that orange hair in the Cincinnati Bengals orange? It just matches perfectly. Sean Riley. He kind of went away with it. That's a great point. Jalen Mills he, with the Eagles. Yeah. He died. Riley has shedded that. He it's said he was going to wear that the whole season, right? Yeah. He, no, he, he undyed it. Yeah. Returned to, to normalcy. But that's all a little folk. Like, like you said, he had a diet. I mean, Andy Dalton did not dye his hair that right. orange, and it matches perfectly with the Bengals' orange. He was, he was. You could, there's an argument that he was born to be <laughs> the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. The Red Rocket, the yep. gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Last one, the Popeyes chicken sandwich. I know you guys have been waiting. You guys are big fans. It is making a return on November 3rd as a permanent permanent item. It was sold out after two weeks when it made its debut in August. You guys excited? You're going to make the trip to uh, Popeyes? I'm curious. I, I didn't have one in the in the initial rush. I, so I, I didn't either. Really... Is there a Popeyes on Erie? Where's there the... is. Yeah. There is. Yep. There's one in the mall. I don't really know. Um, you know, we are large consumers of Chick Fil A. I don't really know. Uh, I will what, give... what all the fuss is about. But I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give Popeyes credit for what I saw yesterday on on the social media though when they revealed this was happening. They had a picture of what must have been either a sign in an airport or a rest stop off-ramp or something where the Popeye's signage and the Chick-fil-A closed on Sundays were next to each other. So I believe this, this November 3rd is Sunday, and they said, we're bringing it back no- Sunday, November 3rd, and every day after. <laughs> <laughs> so there they go. They're cornering the Sunday chicken market. I like it. Get in on a Sunday, get get those habits uh, created, and, and move on. It was a sandwich that went viral. It I know it did. It was, I know. It People were excited. Talk yeah. about confu- like, what, viral marketing. What? I don't understand what, what the fuss is about, but uh, it must be a I suppose I'll sandwich. have to dabble in one just to find out. But. You know, that's it. the thing. I think you're set up for a letdown. I think it's one of those I things. I also don't that, want to risk going to Popeye's and find out the thing I went for has been sold out, so I'm going to have to give this a good right. month or two before the fervor this, dies. I was going to say, it's got to be a supply chain issue, right? I mean, in terms of whatever this is. And I think this is a creative buzz issue. They were... Yeah. 
They wanted to sell out the city. I believe they even they hired like more employees knowing that they were going to get a lot of business and need to get these chicken sandwiches pumped out there. Somebody's doing good work, I would say, in the, uh, in oh, the yeah. social media department. All right, thank you, Tommy. Uh, back with more, we'll hit this uh, name, image, and likeness, see if we can make some sense of that when we return uh, in the booth on ESPN Radio. In the Booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue on In the Booth and uh, close to uh, wrapping up the program here, but wanted to get into this uh, latest news, and it's really the NCAA uh, as only uh, it can in uh, the language and the way that they uh, sort of speak and message things. Deciding apparently to now commission each of the divisions to go out and to consider how updating the policies for name, image, and likeness might happen, quote, within the college model. Huh. Did I get on a considering committee? That's right. So their assignment is to consider. I consider things all the time. And uh, would love to know more about just exactly what type of uh, shape that takes. Paychecks from people (laughs) with the money. And if it's an idea of um, within the college model, as you pointed out, right now the college model doesn't doesn't provide for that. Which Uh, they will consider. Right. So they're going to do some considering. So I think, you know, what does that entail? And I'm trying to get back to the actual... Uh, verbiage from their press release, but it, they've got to find some sort of guidelines here. Are we going to talk about limits? Are we going to talk about escrow? Um, what specific types of yeah type of places compet- it can come from? Right. I mean, wh- I'm sure if, it, if like it's, can your lead booster know, pay you for mowing their front lawn? Well, or, right. But know? I, if we know the NCAA at all, it's going to be. Um, you know, they're going to stay away from taboo, right? And they're going to add in a whole lot of wacky clauses, which don't make sense if we know them at all. Like, there'll be a lot of addendums. Uh, right. Rule 6A.37, you can only mow your second largest booster's lawn every other Saturday for the maximum rate of $25 an hour. I mean, there's going to. I'd assume they're not just going to say, if if there's time for pausing and consideration, that... All right, you can sell your name, image, and likeness, period. Let's keep it moving. Uh, no, this is going to um, require some lawyers and some consternation and consideration. Still want to be on that consideration committee. I feel that's where the big bucks are. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. The people I mean, on the consideration committee are going to be making more money than the people with the names, the images, and the likeness. Uh, that's for sure. Well, they already are. Well, and the main part of the consideration is to keep that the same. <laughs> uh, you could consider lots of things, but uh, let's not touch the fact that most of us are getting uh, wealthy. Yeah, we're going to consider that. <laughs> and we're going to consider a future where that remains the same. Then knock yourself out. And after that, we'll the, consider some other things. As it comes to the uh, consideration. So uh, that's a little bit more of a meaty topic. Maybe we can get into that with uh, Mike Waters on tomorrow's program. And just to see uh, what types of shape uh, the NL, NIL uh, legislation will take, um, what would we suggest if we were in uh, an opportunity like that? If you had, if you were in the business of 
considering and suggesting, especially if you don't have to be the one to see it through and see if it uh, turns out to be a mess. We can discuss that in tomorrow's show and look back at uh, tonight's basketball game, of course. Then Adam Terry will be on the program on Thursday, looking ahead to the Orange and BC in football in the Dome Saturday with a noon start. So that gets us through the next couple of days. And uh, enjoy the rest of the afternoon here, boys. It's a beautiful day out there, so go do that. Okay. Let's say this is if you're ever going to tailgate an exhibition basketball game, uh, today is the weather to get that done. Yeah, this would be the one. Show up uh, early. It's maybe a little difficult with the actual uh, academic use of the buildings and the parking lots and that type of thing. So we're not telling you to literally do it, but you know where you are, and maybe take it easy and grill up some Hoffman. And uh, head out to some hoops tonight. It's an 8 o'clock start in the Dome. Get used to that with some of the construction and growing pains that we'll be through uh, for this year. But uh, we will have the uh, broadcast for you on the radio at 9.30 on TK99. World Series Game 6 on ESPN. And the basketball television on ACC Network Extra.